know exactly who you're doing. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. We are choosing our breakout stars for the 2021 season, and Trev knows who we're doing, I guess. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball presented by DraftKings. Thank you very much for tuning in and hanging out with us for a little bit. My name is Jimmy. Sitting next to me is Jake. We got Trev wearing tie-dye coming to you from California. And BBD, the producer in the corner, rocking a Talking Yanks zip-up. How about that? We also said we weren't going to do outfits on the show anymore after the... Well, the you can't wow. flex your zip-up. Well, you started talking about Trevor's tie-dye. Wow. Well, Trevor's tie-dye so is a nice look. Like, well, you're going to bring that God. in. We sell this. But yes, I can't and. do outfits anymore. I ran into a big problem where I didn't put a comma in a correct place. Sounded bad for the audio-only people. That was you know, hilarious. If you want to see the outfits we're wearing... Come to YouTube and check it out. Come to the tube, baby. Anyway, this episode of Talking Baseball, we have so many special people that I want to shout out for supporting us. And the first name already is a trip. What is that? Rogelio? Rogelio? Rogelio. Rogelio? Morphin. I'm going to call him Raj. Raj Morphin. Mm. Patrick Morgan. Bob. There's an easy one there for me. Go. Bob. Corbin Simmons. Yara Kassam. Scott Castiano, Nolan, AJ Lionberger, mm-hmm. it's cool. Alec Pavone, oh, that's very close to a name that Jake and I use mm-hmm. as a joke. Scovone, Pavone, Kit Clement, love that. Kit Clement that's sounds a baseball like name. No, that is that's like a 1800s uh, California, like you know, came from the West baseball name. Uh, like the league really didn't know where it was headed until Kit Clement came up. Yes, perfect. <laughs> Franziska Brach from Germany. How about that? Thank Shout you, Fran. Out. Kevin Stringer, Dylan C. De Baca, Joseph Sullivan, Bruce Ginkle, mm. Kyle Weagle, Anthony Vitti, Heath, Dagen- Heath, Heath Dagenhart, mm. uh, Jeremy Britt. Jeremy, uh, I have uh, PTSD with that name because my neighbor, when I was a young kid, his name was... Uh, Jeremy, and I had a uh, wicked, terrible speech impediment. I couldn't pronounce my J's or my R's. Mm. Call him Bormy. Going to Bormy's house. Bormy. Going to Bormy's house. And um, Wait, you instead of Jeremy, you said Boromy? How does that even work? I just told you. I said my B's, my J's is B's. I had a very bad speech impediment Bellamy. as a kid. Okay. The, the garage, I would say the barrage, and my parents didn't know what I was saying. <laughs> it's in the barrage. You? Yeah. I went to a trailer. They held a, a piece of stick on my tongue, and then I had to fight against the stick and, like, get it out of my mouth. Ah! A, lot of, a lot of tongue workouts for me. And Zach Smith. Thank you. Those are most recent patrons. Appreciate them very much. Patrons go, growing like crazy. People are supporting like crazy. Jake and I do a Polaroid session. Like, how many do we take? We do, like, three packs of Polaroids a day just taking pictures. We're, we're so good one at modeling. One of one. Yeah, one of one, authenticated, sell it in 20 years for a million bucks. Done. We have a fun episode. I'm excited about this. We decided that we're each going to present a breakout player, uh, a pitcher, and a hitter, and we didn't put a lot of parameters on this. No. So it can be a prospect. It could be an older guy that hasn't really broken out yet. There's a lot of different ways everyone could go. And and we're I know Trev and I are a bit nervous. Like, I hope hope you guys don't shit on it. But Well, A, I... 
we we before the, we started this, we what what was the phrase? We're gonna have a nice pact. A nice pact. We're yes. having a nice pact. There will be no friendly bullying on our show today. Uh, we're gonna be nice about everything. I think you know we might rule out a couple guys because there's so many ways you could do it. Trev originally delivered it as like buying stock on guys, which hey. If you buy a stock on a guy who's got a good stock, but it, you think it's going to go higher, that's an angle. I think we're we're leaning more breakouty, but interested to see where you guys are. And Trev, right at the opening, saying, "I think I know who your guys are." When Jim, you also mentioned right before that that you did put your guys on the sheet so you could see them if I you have wanted not looked to. At the sheet. I, that's fine. Um, I uh, and Trev, a, you look great. I love you. B. I'm still reeling from the Donaldson exchange. I don't know how you're doing, man. I mean, when he dropped that 70-30, it kind of hurt me. So, like, how are you, bro? Explain what happened, first off, for anyone that doesn't know. Well, I mean, I I think a lot of people who listen to this show know I I did the Gary video, and he's been doing really well. So then I said, okay, I'm going to do a Chris Davis video. I'm going to fix Chris Davis's swing. So I put the video out. And I don't know how Donaldson saw this. He might follow the sequence um, Twitter page, but he watched the video. He's a hitting nut. He's a hitting nut. Yeah, so then, I mean, I'm just enjoying my evening, and then apparently, you know, Josh decided he wanted to comment on it, and and, uh, then I got a text from Jake, and I got a text from Dan, like, hey, you got to come on here and talk to Josh because Josh wants to give you his breakdown. So uh, that's when the exchange started. Josh kind of said he liked the video and a lot of the things he mentioned that he thinks Chris needs to do. I did mention in the video, but it's funny when you talk with people, even two hitters who play third base for the Minnesota twins, <laughs> our, our hitting language is different. So I think we we're saying the same things. His is a little more mechanically driven and, and, and technical or mine's more of like maybe an old school ball lingo. Um, but we went back and forth, man. I thought we had a really good discussion. And then the following day, we got all the leads together. And uh, you can go read the sequence Twitter page. Pretty cool. Got a little choppy on us, but the sequence Twitter page has it. And sequence had its best day in podcast history yesterday. Yeah. So sequence is blowing up. You're fixing swings. Everyone You're go check careers. out. Thanks, You're saving lives. Uh, Chris Davis, uh, 0 for 2 so far, so he hasn't watched the video yet. Well, he's hurt. Yeah, he's 0 for 2. Trev, yeah, I don't... he's hurt. His, he's, uh, no, he's not even going to be ready for opening day, which stinks, but hopefully during this time he's going to watch it. Trev, you know there's a couple things that genuinely impress me about you. Um, your wife. <laughs> um, not, not sure, again, why she's kind of with you, but okay. Uh, two, whenever I find out a fun fact about you in like a baseball, like when I remember, when I saw you had an at-bat against Mariano Rivera, I was like, Jesus Christ, Trev stepped in the box against Mo. Like that's insane. (laughs) I always love that. Um, and then three, I've always been impressed that whenever we've talked about this and even just like when we were still feeling each other out and you hated me for sure. Um, I was like, do you have the itch at all? Like, you know, I, I feel like. You know, you see a guy or you feel good one day and you've just you've kind of been no. Like I've I'm comfortable, man. I had a nice career. I'm not doing the minor league thing. I got a nice family. Um when Donaldson dropped that seventy thirty on you, was there any like <laughs> well, should I get in the cage? 
And, and again, 70-30, he's talking about your weight distribution. You were 70% uh, back and 30% forward, so you weren't balanced over the over the plate, correct? Yeah, that's what he was talking about. And, you know, it's it's not universal that you have to be a 50-50 guy. But for Josh and the way that he swings, that's what he does. That's how he's able to get that rubber band effect. He starts 50-50, he gathers, then he's – he, it allows him to have the separation between lower body and upper body, and that's where a lot of his power comes from. A lot of so yes, I was I was a seventy thirty guy. My weight was back because I had that problem where I drifted forward with my head and my upper body. So I tried to counter that by starting back, pushing my hands back a little bit. But you know, that could get you if you're not perfectly synced up. It could get you in trouble. So you know, Josh was trying to help me out, and he said, "Hey, you should have called me." And then now that I do think back, I should have called them. <laughs> should have called Not them. easy to do. Well, I, I understood a lot of that lingo because I, I read that book last summer, King Swings by Jared Diamond, all about the hitting revolution and all those terms. So, like, he wasn't using a lot of commas in his tweets, JD, so it was a little even more hard to understand what he was saying. But, like, yes, yes, no hitter, I didn't know about that, but I know what that is because I read that book. It's basically like you got to be able to – be going after every pitch, yes, yes, and then at the last second choose not to swing, where Chris Davis is very much the Barry Bonds effect, which is a different where, you know, if you're swinging, you're swinging fully. You're never, like, stopping at this point, which is a lot of, like, Donaldson will – you'll see them just start and then stop at the last second, where Barry Bonds was like, every single time I swing, I'm giving my A swing as hard as I can. That's why, you know, two different approaches. Well, he's giving – He's giving his A swing. He just means yes, yes, no. Just means uh, continuously staying aggressive, mm-hmm. like not being passive in the box at all. Because you know now that all this data on pitchers and all this stuff, you have to be ready to get that one pitch. In the big leagues, you might get one pitch in a bat. You might not get any pitches to hit in a bat, but you have to be ready if you do get the pitch. So that's kind of what the yes, yes, no thing means. It's cool. Go check it out. All right. Let's get to this, our breakout players. Um, we're doing pitchers first. Does anyone want to go first? Uh, I So I will open up with mine, uh, just research-wise. I did a lot of research, and then I realized today as I sat down, I didn't do if they've played in spring yet, if they're injured in spring right. yet, and that I'm really scared. Like, I should do a quick look, but I'm too deep. I can't, yeah. I can't pivot at this point, so I was like, shit. They'll get healthy. Yeah, they'll get healthy. Do you guys want me to give you mine, or or do you want to go first? Jake? I I want you or Trev to go first because I I I was planning on going last because I I wanted to see how you guys played out because I've got I've got options all over the board. My head was running wild. You know, I get I get a little more geeky than you guys into into some of these deep cut players, but um, I know your angle. I'm interested to see what you got. Well, that's well, and my angle's a little weird. So, Trev, you go first. You Trev? said you loved your pitcher. I'll go first. I'll go first. I didn't. Ch- I want to like almost like write in our group chat who I think your hitter is. I think I have it nailed down, but you can I, guess I in a minute. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for my hitter, or for excuse me, for my pitcher. Now this is a guy who's kind of been on the breakout train for quite some time, and he's in an organization that kind of needs him to break out. And there was a really fun article that came out in the Athletic about him and. Jesus Lazardo. So that might give it away, but I'm going AJ Puck. Okay. Mr. Iowa himself. Ready to break out. Uh, the article I'm referencing, it just came out in the athletic. 
he has had some injuries, missed 2020, and then he went to Florida to work out with your guy's guy, Cressy. Mm. And while he was there, Jesus Lazardo has a house, and he ended up moving in with Jesus Lazardo. So they've been playing roommate the entire offseason. He's been going to Cressy. And the funny thing about the article is, this has really nothing to do with the breakout, but it's funny to mention it. He started going to like family dinners with, with the Luzardos, whose parent his parents live five minutes from him, and they started just crushing arepas. And if you know what AJ Puck looks like, mm. he is listed at 67248. That's that's much thicker than I would have given him credit for because he looks like a bean pole. He's six seven, super skinny. So I think the weight thing for me is kind of funny. Like he's putting on some weight when a lot of guys are, and this was mentioned in the article, Eugenio Suarez was getting off the Arepa train. Mm. AJ Puck is now on the Arepa train. But this guy is, they want him to be a starter, uh, but they kind of have a rotation set. So my feeling is in 2021, he's probably going to have to start out in some kind of, multiple inning relief role and then maybe he works his way into the starting rotation if if he's healthy and everything is going well but this is a guy this is the kind of guy that come september down the playoff stretch and into the postseason they could be leaning on this guy i think they plan to be in a lot in a way i like that so i am I, i i saw him when he first came into camp with the A's when I was there spring training in 2017. Super nice guy. He's got the hair, the look, everything. He looks like he's from Iowa. Uh, but I think this is the year where he comes up and he breaks out. Okay. So you think the haircut helps him? He got the haircut. Kind of like, you know, you did get the haircut this no year. fungus yes. on your shower like, shoes. Who knows how long that's going to last? Because I feel like in Oakland, everything ends up growing back out once you're in the show. Yeah, no barbers. Yeah, Romo will help with that. Trev, I love it because one one of the things I love, and as as I was kind of trying to think of my guys, is there's a, you know, everyone loves the shiny new object, and him and Lazardo kind of were one A one B. These two uh, lefties who sling it. Uh, if you look at Puck's minor league numbers, I mean they're disgusting. Like the strikeout numbers are insane. You don't you don't see guys do that. Almost a thirteen K per nine. While starting through the minors uh, The guy's gross I, I think if he And I really like what you said with this season Trev Where innings are going to be juggled And the A's kind of have some other starters If he can mix in a few starts Get built up for that And maybe he becomes a super weapon for him Kind of in that hater role His stuff kind of can be haterish. I like that as a guy to Kind of break out on the platform For a team that should be Either around the wild card or you know, the AL West, if they do it right. That's what I have been envisioned as, as a, a weapon. A hybrid starter, reliever kind of guy. Maybe he comes in and gets some of those high leverage innings because he's a different look for hitters. Six, seven's tough, righty or lefty. But when you get a, when it's a lefty, it's even, it's even tougher. You just don't see guys like that too often. So he's kind of got that freakish build. He's got the stuff. He's healthy this year. And uh, from all accounts, he put in the work in the offseason. And it's, it's, t- it's, it's put up or shut up time. He's about to turn 26. Like, it's, it's his time to go. And around this time, that's when you start to get that real kind of uh, adult confidence. 
And especially when you, he, you know, he had a little bit of time in 2019, missed 2020. He's itching and raring to go. And I think this is kind of the, it's, it's preparation uh, mixed with maturity, mixed with arepas. I don't know. I just, mm. when I was going through these guys, this is the one that stood out to me. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him and, and kind of how they end up using him throughout the year. I like it. Yeah, I like it. We uh, when I when I was doing my research, I you know I I looked at a lot of articles of like each breakout star from every team, and you see a lot of the same names, and you just see a lot of the top prospects. So I don't, I mean, I don't know if anyone if you're taking like Nate Pearson, Jake, but he's on everyone's list. So I, if you want to go find those guys, like I I think we're kind of staying away from Nate Pearson, Casey Mize. Yeah, Lizardo, like those are those are a lot of the big guys this year. And not saying they're not going to break out and have huge years. Right. I, just, I was trying to find a different angle. I wanted to find yeah. the guys yes. that have been in the season in the league. They have a couple seasons under their belt, but they haven't become the best of their potential, or they have not like been like a a name yet. You know what I mean? So that well, that was where I, I searched for guys that have been around that you know I think maybe like this is the year they do something big. I'm staying in the same division as you, Trevor, and I'm going with Yusei Kikuchi. Mm. Yusei is technically on a contract year. Like, he has a big, weird option that the Mariners can take, that they'd have him for, like, four more years. Or he could be pitching for a trade or pitching for his career in the U.S., right? Last year, Yusei bumped up his fastball by, like, four miles per hour, and it stayed. And all of his peripherals last year got so much better than in 2019, right? His FIP improved from 571 to 330, um, which would put him among the top 25 pitchers in the MLB. Is this banging just incredibly loud? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can we? How about that? Can we shut the window right there? Is it shut? Got the AC running. And roll it, baby. Roll it. There's a guy hammering right outside the window. He's going to town. Um, he's in, like, the top five for fastball velocity as a lefty or some quote like that. Like, he throws 95 miles per hour as a lefty now. Um, his his X ERA, like, all his expected numbers were good. It was a 3.51, but he had, like, a 5 ERA. Uh, he was an 86 percentile at missing barrels. His whiff percentage was 72nd sec- percentile. Like, all his peripherals were good. Um Opponent slugging percentage, 81st percentile. What what happened was he ran into a big inning almost every game. Mm. I mean, I I think twenty he gave up 27 runs. I think 20 of them came in multiple run innings. And in a third of his starts, he had an inning where he gave up four runs. That's a bad, that's a that's an ERA killing machine right there. Because he walked too many guys. Mm. It was just nibbling and walking guys like crazy. Like, I think he walked six guys in one game, four guys in one game. So, I am hoping, and he said in some quotes himself that it was a mentality thing and that he just needs to attack and change. And he said it was, like, really difficult and he wasn't, like, being open with the rest of the team because language barriers and stuff. So, if, if all the peripherals come to be real, Kikuchi could be pitching really well into a trade piece at the deadline. So I'm kind of eyeing him and hoping that he lives up to the expected numbers. He didn't live up to him last year because he gave up the big inning way too often. Yeah, so I like it, John. 
your your guy. You say Kikuchi, I say Kikuchi. Um, I don't know if you know this. I don't know if this was our group chat or if this was sidebar, but I uh, I have some in, not insight, but something from a uh, a big name around baseball. Trev's guy, Jeff Passan. He said uh, he's like, yeah, Kikuchi does everything. He just he thinks it's a location thing with the wildness and those big innings. Yeah. If he can, if he cannot leave the big one over the dish to get hit, like he can do everything else. I mean, I didn't watch his starts, so I don't really know. But I'm and Seattle's fans like let let me know, obviously. Yeah. But the the way it looks like is if if he gets runners on base, and we see this from a lot of pitchers that come over from uh, Japan, like you know the game slows down, they start nibbling a little, they don't attack as much because usually pitchers that come over from Japan don't have ninety five mile per hour stuff. It's much more. Tanaka, 92 fastball with a lot of extra pitches. His pitch mix is fastball, slider, curve. I think he did a cutter last year as well. So he's just got to locate better. And like I think he said, it's a mentality thing. So I like it. Pitch out of Seattle. Live up to those expected numbers. What I like about him, and I I know this is a a friendly pod. We're being nice here. Friend pod. I don't like a lot of the stuff about about the pitch mix but i do mm. like what you're saying about the motivation factor like it like he's got to go yeah I, i'm a big believer in contract years i mean like you're not they're, they're not going to give him 16 and a half million dollars no. if he puts up a five again no and then he's got to go back to and he and and maybe he wants to stay here and continue playing in the states and he'll find another team but i i know because i played with a few of the guys that came over from japan they don't want to go back man they don't want to go back and without success. Mm-hmm. This this is a big deal for them. They could stay in Japan and continue to dominate, but but these guys at the top of the game that come over, they want to have success here because it proves to them and and everybody in Japan that they're one of the elite players in the world, and they don't want to have to go back and do that. So the motivation factor is huge, and you know what. He's in a tough division. He's in a really tough division to be a left-hander. So he's he's got to figure some things out. I think location is a huge part of it. As a lefty, when you have a bunch of right-handed guys, if you look at all the lineups that he's going to have to go up against, he's going to have to face Trout and Rendon. He's going to have to face Bregman, Correa, Altuve, all those guys. If you're a lefty and you're not locating, I mean, you just go look at all the the, the splits for those guys. They're going to they're crush you. So, yes, location has to be there. Um, and he's in a well, rotation. I, you convinced me. I, I'm a guy that I'll be rooting for this year to go do it uh, because I I know what he's going through mentally from playing from a few, with a few of those guys. And he's in a rotation full of lefties, so there's a lot of people to talk to and get scouting reports from. Like, hey, Paxton, how did you that. pitch this guy? <laughs> hey, Marco, how did you pitch this guy? Hey, Justice, how did you pitch this guy? Like, it's all lefties. So they can bounce ideas off each other and they can trade secrets about, like, you know, how did you have success? So I, I like, he, I like what that he's well. gonna have to do, Jim, for lefties to have success, especially when you're facing three lefties in a row, you start to feel really comfortable. Lefties who pitch well in the big leagues command the inside part of the plate against righties. Mm-hmm. They they're able to expand the zone in to open up a way, but if you miss in, it's gonna get crushed. So hopefully that's what he's been uh, working on. I would take a. I would take two miles an hour if the fastball, if the location is better, if I was him. 
Yeah, when he, he threw it, it was like, you know, he was mostly, it was like 80% fastballs last year, I think. You know, it was between the cutter, between the cutter and the four-seamer. So, you know, but uh, yeah, that was my pick. I want, you know, how guys have different facilities and there's QB camps and there's different baseball stuff. We just talked about Cressy. I want Lancelin, when he retires from baseball, to have Lancelin's farm. And every every couple years, he picks five pitchers to come out there, and he teaches them how to do different things with their fastball. Yeah, it's like just it. it's just a fastball camp. It's in the middle of like a farm in Missouri or wherever he's at, and it's just fastball season. Bring Bartolo Colon. How to too. cut it a little bit? Colon, uh, Bart and Lancelin. They're ah. the two trainers. Did you go? Did you go over his expected stats? Kikuchi from last year because they had to be in better than yeah that was like what his yes I numbers did. were yeah. they were they were very Sorry, good I missed that yeah no no that's yeah it was the basis for a lot of what I was saying like he was he was in the top percentile and his expected stats were almost half of his results because yeah it was all walks and big innings so if he can just avoid I mean he pitched nine games in three of those games all of the runs that he gave up came in one inning it was a four run inning that's not good like it was like if he got into trouble he could not yeah. get out of it so. And that's why they're they're happy with the work you put in and all the articles are read and they said like it's a mentality thing. That's what like service said and all that. So we'll see. And ERA in twenty twenty is dumb. I mean, you only got you had ten starts. So yeah. I like it. After I'm looking at the like kind of like you said, the pickouts per nine, the walks per nine, homers per nine, hits per nine, everything was down. The area the ERA was still there just because of a couple bad endings. Yep. Love it. Jake, who you got? I love you guys. I, you know, again, dodging some of the big names. Get your Garrett Crochet out of here. Everyone's in on him. Shane McClanahan on the Rays. I think I could have played that card, but I think enough people saw him in the postseason. And if you're a lefty that pumps a hunch on the Rays, I think you're going to be seen. I'm going with another Florida guy. And, Trev, this might get a little confusing because you know – Who's the Twins' closer? Taylor Rogers. His brother is Tyler Rogers, who's on the Giants. Tantai. And I'm going with a Trevor. Trevor Rogers on the Florida Fish. Fish with arms. He is currently their fifth starter. He's 23 years old. He got a taste last year. He's a big boy. 6'5", 220, uh, 23 and so his ERA got a little jacked up last year. His six one one. It was only seven starts, twenty eight innings. Um, one of those starts, he got rocked by the Phillies. Eight runs, three innings pitched. That'll Otherwise, he was pretty solid. And so here's my thing: baseball's got a way of being baseball, right? And these fish with arms, Alcantara, Lopez, Eliezer, Sixto. I think baseball's familiar with a. A lot of those guys. If you're in baseball, I know they're they're the fish and they're doing everything they can. Rogers, man, he was a first round pick. He gets the call. His fastball ticked up. Um, I think his fastball's sitting ninety five ish, ninety six on a good day. And he's got the stuff. He pitched against uh, our Yankees last year. It was three inning shutout uh, towards the end of September, which is what it is. And, hey, all of these guys are going to have pitching inning limitations this year. This guy's currently listed as their fifth starter. Um, And I just think, you know, there's not going to be, if you're playing the Marlins every day, you come to the office, you're going to have a tough battle. He's the lefty on that staff. And 
the other thing that I really like is so he got his taste of the major league. By the way, struck out 39 guys in 28 innings. Hello, like that. He got roughed up. He got knocked around a little bit, but it's really just that one bad day. There's another one in there. But here's what I like. He faced, and we talked about this with the Central Divisions last year, he faced lineups every day last year. This is who his starts were against. Mets, Mets, Rays, Philly, Boston, Atlanta, and the Yankees. He saw lineups every start. It's a little different than when we look at, like, you know, the the Reds or the... the who were we looking at? Like Darvish, and it was like Reds, Pirates, Royals, Tigers, Pirates. It's it's a different beast. So I think you know, a he pitches in a pitcher's park that always helps a little bit. I think you know you get out of division some of the games this year. You're still being the division, but and I like that you know he doesn't have to be the guy. Everyone's looking at Sixto. Everyone's looking at Alcantara. Everyone's looking at those other guys. I think this guy's legit. I love that we kind of ended up with all Southpaws. And I think if this guy yeah. wasn't in Miami, I think he would be – we probably would have talked about him a little more, but partially because of that we don't. So uh, I love a good Trevor, and if you're a T. Rogers in pitching right now, it's a good time to be in the MLB. Yeah, something that he, did, he didn't do well last year was second time through the rotation, looking at the numbers – uh, the first time he faced guys, he held him to a 715 OPS, which isn't amazing. It's average, but it, it spiked up in the second time to like a 98. And then if you saw him a third time, one dot. Also, first 25 pitches in the game, really good. Uh, then 25 through 50 got jacked. And then if he was in there for after the 50th pitch, like crazy bad, which is normal. Like, not, it's not. Yeah. For a first time through, especially facing those lineups, uh, they know how to make the adjustment a little better than you as a rookie. So I like that. His expected numbers are on par with like kind of what we were saying about Kikuchi, Jake. Like his expected slugging was um, like half what the result was. It was like three forty four, and then the slugging was six twenty seven. Yeah, like so he ran into a little bit of bad luck. So I like that pick. And I was, wasn't on my radar at all, so I'm glad he, he was a little fastball heavy too last year. So I think that I think he was close to sixty percent fastball. So as you as you realize in the show, I don't think you can pump it that much um, until you go to Lance Lynn's uh, fastball camp in the woods. And Bart shows up, but he wasn't invited. Not invited. But like lives, oh, lives out there. Fastball camp comes lives, out of the wilderness. Lives back shirtless. There. Glove on, baseball on the other hand, just like tossing it. The dream. Heard this is a fastball camp. Trevor? All southpaws for us. I, I like the 12.5 Ks per nine. That's the most he's ever had in his career. So that bumped up when he got to the show, which tells me maybe he figured something out with the balls, mm. which mm. I like. Uh, maybe he'll continue that. Uh, yeah, I mean, all these guys, you just want to see him go out and play right now. That's that's what I'm feeling. I'm like, yes, they have the stuff. You read the articles about the work they've put in, and we have a little bit of uh, footage on them, but let's go see what these guys do in a full season. I think that's where we're all excited. Uh, besides Kikuche, we've seen him, but for the guy, the younger guys, Puck and, and Rogers here, put in a full season. You know, Find out. I like, I like seeing what guys do their second year. You come up, nobody knows what you got, then they develop the book, and then it's up to them to figure out how to stay in the big leagues. Yeah. And those are the guys, I mean, like, if you can figure it out, you can figure it out. 
Fish with arms, Jake. Fish so with arms. Watch a little more uh, of the change. Another, up. another like rotation he can kind of lean on there. Like you know, they got some guys that have got dudes. This is just a little bit ahead of them. To, making like, me out. rethink the Marlins. Checking out that pitching staff again. <laughs> All right, before we get to hitters, I got to tell you about Cushy Dreams. Cushy Dreams is a big supporter of what we're doing here because, you know, watching baseball day in and day out, you're going to go through the gambit of emotions. What's the quote I had? Someone tweeted at me my quote from, like, the live stream that I actually love. It was, like, uh, the fleeting emotions of baseball are a thunderous bitch. Mm. I said that after, like, the Yankees Heavy. took the lead and then, and then lost it, like, five minutes yeah. later. So when you're going through those emotions, you know, you're just you're coming down from a crazy eighth inning rally win or a ninth inning walk-off loss you need to you know help with that anxiety the depression relieve the pain go get yourself some smokable cbd that's what cushy dreams is all about you can get it in a tin or you can get pre-rolled uh pre-rolls for you it's completely legal everywhere because there's only 0.3 thc in it it's not marijuana but it smells like it tastes like it feels like it so you know if you're kicking Kicking one habit, but still want some uh, desired results uh, and relieve relieve the anxiety. This is exactly what you need. We have had a lot of people that listened to the show that bought it using our code that reached out and said like, "This is awesome." Yeah, and that's why Cushy Dreams came back and said, "Let's keep let's run this back. We love it. Your audience loves what you, we're doing. We love what your audience is doing." So go to cushydreams.com with a K. K U S H Y dreams.com. Use promo code baseball. No? Oh, is this the one that... I'm sorry. Oh. Baseball for baseball. 20% off your next order. Promo code BASEBALL for 20% off today. Smoke your CBD with promo code BASEBALL. I'll go first on the hitters unless, Trev, you're dying to. I know you were kind of searching and scratching. Well, so can I, Trevor guess? No, I... Yeah, you're not going to guess. Yeah, I'm going to guess. All right, guess. I'm not going to. I, I doubt it. Kyle Schwarber. No, no, he's broken out. Okay. He's it out. would be like a re-breakout. Yeah. Um, you were talking about like pl- platoon and getting a guy in full season. Is he I am, get I am. And, b- and before I give it, like, can we, sh- we'll shout out all the players that the audience is going to be like, how sure. did you not say him? Like Bobby Dahlbach, but he's on everyone's list. Brian he's Hayes. not under the radar. Like if you're not expecting Key Brian Hayes and Dahlbach and Baum and um, Mount Castle to break out, like, you know. There are names you should know, but we're trying to. I was trying to go a little deeper or a little different than all of those. Uh, so there's a lot of those, but I am taking my favorite name in baseball, Austin Slater. Wow, Austin Slater. I told you I was looking for the Justin Turner, the 29 year old like breakout type wow. stuff, and the changes that Justin Turner that Austin Slater made last year were pretty significant changes in the way he swings, and he had really good results. Uh, last year for the Giants. So I'm excited to see a full season of those changes, Trev. Look at some of his numbers, like his uh, his launch angle. So like, you know, where he comes to the plane and makes contact with the ball. It was in 2017, 1.3, 2.6, 3.5. Last year, completely different swing, 10.9, way higher. Uh, he was barreling balls at a much higher rate. His expected stats jumped up um, a lot more. So, like, he, 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 he changed something, put it together. He, uh, he had a 914 OPS last year, a 152 OPS plus. So, if you want to say that's his breakout year, I, I don't think 
Austin Slater's on anyone's minds, though. I love it. So the Giants, like Trev says, development over there, Thank changing you. the swings. Thank you. Finally getting some love for my development take with the Giants. Yes. there's there's When you look at his swing path, and there's a change was made last year, and there was tangible results in the shortened season. So I want to put him on the radar as maybe a guy that will have uh, those results continue next year. Is it going to be the next Yaz? Yaz was the same way. Mm-hmm. Older guy breaking out. Now people are like, he got MVP votes, a lot of them. Is Austin Slater going to be the next Yaz? I like that. I don't know what they're doing over there. We shouted out the hitting coaches before, but continue to do the work, you guys. Maybe it's unplug, uh, your, your, Can you do an unplug, replug? Your mic just went alien on us. And Trev, I, I'll pick up where you where you were talking about about those Giants coaches because I've been on that with you this whole time. <laughs> I think the Giants coaches are the key to their season this year. No, man, we we talked about it. I mean, I uh, there is something in the water, and that ties to the coaches a little bit. I mean, think about Donnie Barrels, who uh, has been getting some love, and you know, Yaz, and we're you, we are starting to get to a point where it's like, hey, if you. Uh, if you're a hitter that things haven't been kind of going your way, San Fran might be the place to check out, especially if Austin Slater does it does it again this year. Because, yeah, I mean, last year he went from a 334 career on base guy, got on base at a 408 clip, 914. Like, Yeah, yeah. So, Trev, you'll like these. I know you like K and walk percentage. His K percentage dropped nine points from 30 to 21. His walk percentage upped, upped four points from 11 to 15. So just, like, overall, having better at-bats and then, like, you know, the barrel, the launch angle, everything kind of ticked up. So I think there was a, a big change made. Maybe he went to see one of those swing doctors. And, le- and let's see. Well, I mean, a, what's that? He's a Stanford He's a Stanford, Stanford guy. Stanford guy. Yeah. So, like, you know, you gotta, we, we mentioned. that. Smart guy. We mentioned Donaldson already at the start of the show. He went to a swing doctor, totally retooled his swing. We mentioned Turner. Same exact thing. Went to, what's his name? Soy, soy what's his name? Soybean. What's the hitting coach who Turner went to? No, no, no. Turner. Turner, no, yeah, Turner. No, he didn't go to Van Skoyek. That's who the Dodgers have. He went to Gray, or Doug Lotta. Yeah. JD went to a, another guy that they don't like each other anymore. Van Skoyek, who is the Dodgers hitting coach now. Yeah. So, I don't know. Austin Slater. I was looking for guys that have bounced around. Like, this. he's played a handful of games for four years now, um, but nothing, nothing you're really going to – Right home about, and maybe this is the year he's like an everyday bat. It's it's also man another one of those things. It's like it's it's either you do it or you don't do it. You do it or you go home for a guy like that. Like he's arb eligible in twenty twenty two. Time to start making some money. He's probably out of options. I don't know if we can find that out, but that's always a big time in someone's career. Like hey, <laughs> I'm out of options, and the next time I struggle and they need a body, I could be a guy, and then I'm out of the organization. And once you get taken off a 40-man roster at that age, it's hard to get put back on one. So I like when you're talking you, – you took two guys. He has, one, he has one option left. And Slater, yeah, it's, it's time for these guys, and that is a big motivating factor, 100%. So, yeah, man, player development mixed with a little sense of urgency. Go get it, Austin Slater. I'm in for that. And like you mentioned, great 90s name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know – uh, building off of the name thing, A, West Coast Jom coming out. I always love that. Uh, B, he, uh, if we want, I think this is a Trevor Plouffe angle. Guy kind of moved around a lot in the minors and early MLB career. Last year, he was only playing corner outfield. 
I mean, in in the minors, he was playing infield. He even played a little infield at the show level. Get that infield out of here. It's done. Done. I'm playing corner outfield, and I'm hitting baseballs. Who wants it? The the Giants also changed their dimensions and, and stuff, which helped out a lot of the offensive numbers over there. But but the swing and contact rates are also different. So it's not just ballpark yeah. factor. He he put the ball in the air a lot more. I know you alluded to that with his with uh, his launch angle. That's drastic that's, change. That's a that's a huge change, and that's gonna. I mean, that's going to pump your numbers up right away. But then everything else is good, too. So I like it, Jen. This is a deep cut right here. A real deep Told cut. You, I, I did a lot of... 8 re- OBP, bro. It's a baseball I did a lot pop. of research for this one. I just didn't check, like, how he's doing in spring or if he's been injured or anything like that. So that's where I may have fucked up. Well, let the right. comments will let me know. Trev, I'm excited. I'll text Longo about him and see what we got. Love we'll, that. We'll, we'll update this. Flex. I'm excited for you, Trev. I know the hitter was putting you in a little bit of a whirlwind because you like a lot of the guys. You like the Alec Bones. You're you're a Ryan Mountcastle truther, but who'd, uh, who'd you end up landing on? Oh, uh, I think I scared Well, I want to make sure you guys can hear me. Can you hear me? I yeah, can, something's going on. I can hear you. Your video went out for a second there. Is that damn raccoon messing with your internet? I don't know what's going on, you guys. I apologize for this. It's really horrible. It makes me feel really bad. Do you you're, want me to go or you want to go, You're Jay? good right now. Do you, you have your go? cell phone by that blue box? Because don't do that. Take your, I don't know. Maybe take your <laughs> pants that? off. That does mess it up, but I don't know if that's what I, it is. I, I, I do have pants on, so maybe that's the problem. Liar. I, I will go, and you knew you knew I was going to have to bring it back to my Twinkies at some point. I got to show some love. We already talked about this guy on the show. He has one game in the big leagues, yes. and it was in the 2020 playoffs. What was my favorite outfield in all of big in all of the big leagues had to get a new cast member once Eddie Rosario left. So I'm bringing in Alex Kirilov as my breakout in 2021. And there's a lot of things to like about this guy. If you ever go, Jim, I I love what when you say I went to these Reddit uh, forums and I read what the fans are saying about him. I have the same thing with the Twins. I know the what websites to go to to read and get the in depth coverage. They all love this guy. Mm. Alex Kirilov, lefty hitter, kind of built from like an old school mold, more of a, an average hitter, but he's got the pop too, and I think the pop is coming. He's been a doubles guy in the minor leagues. He's hit 20 homers at one level, um, but I think everyone says the pop is coming as well. So you're talking about a guy that can get around the 300 average mark and still hit homers. That's a guy that I'm I'm buying into. And he's going to get every single opportunity to play, which is another big thing. When you're talking about a breakout star, they got to have the ability to play. So it seems, seems like the left field is going to be his no matter what. I'm curious to see because he doesn't he hasn't started his clock yet. Like, is there any and, and, and what I've been reading, it's this answer is no to this. Is there any way that he doesn't start the year in the show? I'm not sure. I don't think the twins will do that. Definitely, uh, because they, uh, just before because of that reason. Never rule out funny business, but this is this is this is my guy. This is the guy that I think will be like middle of the order for the twins for years to come. And he missed two thousand um, all of two thousand twenty because he was at the alternate site. 
Then he came up for that one game against Houston in the wild card. He ended up getting a knock, which is amazing. Um, but 2019, the year before that, he had some lingering health issues. His last full season was in 2018, and he absolutely just crushed. And it was in two leagues, the uh, Midwest League and the Florida State League. You just don't hit there. Those are not hitters leagues. It's very tough to put up good seasons, and he did that there. Obviously, they think he's ready. They brought him up in the playoffs. He's going to get a run, like I said, at the job. I think he's going to run away with it. Well, right now he's, he's gotten the guy. most at-bats in spring in Twins camp, um, so they're giving him a lot of opportunities. He hasn't done much with those at-bats yet, and who knows yeah, how much that. they're really thinking uh, and putting stock into those, but they're definitely giving him the opportunities. But, you know, if service time is a thing, Trev, and there's only one more year of this CBA, uh, you can't... I'll be, I'll be mad if that happens. Yeah. I'll be real mad if that happens. How about this? How but, about, I mean, if he has a bad spring, they're just going to say that, so... How about the Twins go full Padres? They just buy out the years. They make a nice little team deal. We'll give you a little change. We trusted you enough to call you up in the postseason game. We believe in you, kid. Here's the Kingery. Here's the, you know, who else got that? Albies. Uh, he got a little more I, than that. They, they have a lot of stuff they got to do over there. Here's here's the one thing that made me pick this guy, and I'm going to give a shout-out to my guy Seth at Seth Tweets. I've known him forever. Even when I was in the minor leagues, this guy was interviewing people. Really good dude. He put out a tweet saying, Prediction. Alex Kirilov will win multiple batting titles and an MVP in his career. Mark that down. And this is a guy that follows the minor leaguers very closely. Obviously, that's a huge, bold take, but I don't see him putting stuff like that out there very often. Need all his other predictions. All right, Seth. Maybe. We'll I, I was going to do, do a hitter that has something in common with Kirilov. I don't know if Jake's taking him, so. I got You're good. I was going to do uh, Pache, mm. more postseason at-bats than regular season at-bats. Kind of got thrown into the thick of it. And uh, I think I like that experience for a guy on the Braves. So, And he, he got a hit. Like Once he got the starting gig, I think he got a hit in the first four games that he was starting, and he was just like as cold as you can be. Didn't Had, no, had like four MLB at-bats in the regular season and then was starting in uh, the AL or the NLCS and got some hits. So I was going to do Pache, but I wanted to stick with doing guys that have been bumping around and, and have a breakout. From- I uh, I love it. I I did a gambit, fellas. Trev, great stuff. Love the Twins. Also, Wait, Trev, I, I think you have to mention he's from Pittsburgh, so he's got that little – he's gritty. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gritty yeah. and – He's gritty. He, Rust Belt guy. Trev, he's got Josh Donaldson on his team. Yeah. Just anytime you got something, ask him. Do you think the Justin twins? Moore knows the, a lefty. Yeah. He's always around. So the twins hitting coach read that thread between you and JD and quit. Like, I guess I'm not needed. <laughs> so uh, so we're done. Yeah. Um, you probably like thank you, Josh. I think your cell phone being moved from the blue box is like, might have been the solution, which is hilarious. Yeah. Um, Crispy guys, now. I I did the gambit on this. All right. Um, I I looked at Pache. I looked at Young Thick Austin. Right. I had a Young Thick. Young but... Thick Austin. Right. There's so many Young Third Basemen. It almost eliminated all the Third Basemen. Key Boom, mm-hmm. Boom, all those guys. I almost went high end. Two high end guys. I think are better than people expect. Eloy Jimenez. I'm in on Vladito. I think he could be a batting I wanted title to do guy Vlad. this year. I thought there would be pushback, but I wanted to do like, you know, this is when we see what we thought we were going to see. Then I kind of went deep cuts. I was Ooh. looking at Brendan Rodgers on Colorado, and I was like, Two nobody Rogers. wants to hear you about the Rodgers. And I can't go Rodgers and Rodgers. 
I ended up back on Vladito's Blue Jays, and it's a guy I love. Ooh. I think you guys know him. There's a lot of big names on this team. Right now, Fangraphs has this guy penciled in the eight hole in DH and I love me some Rowdy Teles. Oh, you went there. I love me Skin, some Rowdy Skinny Tales. Rowdy? I love me Rowdy Teles. Is he skinny? Here's, he better not be. He's not too skinny. No, he slimmed no, up. Don't be too skinny, Everyone rowdy. slimmed up a little bit. but He did. He looked great. Rowdy always looked great. Here's, here's what we got going on with Rowdy Teles. If you're not familiar... You know, came up with this young baby Jace crew. He was playing some first base. Uh, hit a little bit when he first got called up in 2018. 2019 was meh. Just, you know, kind of average across the board. Last year, I think it clicked. And there's a couple things I like here with Rowdy Tulez. First of all, he hates playing the field. I've seen it. I watched it. Yankees, Jays games, you look at him at first base, some first basemen are happy to be out there networking, chatting it up. He's miserable. Now Vladdy slimmed down. He's at first base. Rowdy's penciled in for the DH spot. Rowdy, his BABIP last year as a lefty was pretty low. It was a 227, and he had still had a 910 OPS. From that side of the plate. So I could see that Babip sneaking up a little more. And circling back on the DH thing, Rowdy last year, while he was DHing, he had a 950 OPS. When he was at first, he was 885. So it's small sample, small year, passes the eye test. A lot of people had him in trade rumors this year, and the other team would always get mad. You think we're trading X for Rowdy Telez? I think that might come back to you. He's He turns 26... On March 16th, so a couple days. He's young enough. This guy's a hitter. He's a show hitter. It shows. And he got better as the year went on last year. He had a 917 OPS in August, a one dot in September. I think Rowdy figured it out. I think he got comfortable. And again, on the Trevor Rogers expectations thing, you think of all those other guys. I think Rowdy Telez is a hitter. I think he might be the next like great DH for the league for the next decade or so. Wow. Wow. Not even breakout decade or so. You went really He's gotta he's gotta walk a lot more. I mean, he cut down the K's last year, like he cut him in half the K percentage. But that OBP, like you know, you look at his career stats and you'd be like, Oh, they're pretty good. It's like, uh, oh, the OBP needs to come up. He's uh he's above average in chase rating or in chasing, but he's below he's also below average in making contact when he chases. So he eliminates that aspect of his game and gets more control of the zone. I think uh, you have it. And but. he showed a little of that last year. The The OBP went up to 346, and that comes that comes with hitters with age. So I, I, I think that's coming too. I like that. I like the story of him maturing into an all-around hitter, not just kind of a swing and, and hit it far kind of guy. Uh, I got to see Rowdy in AAA a little bit back in the day. And uh, I always like this swing. I think it's it's a good swing that he can learn how to do that for him. It's Now it's just having the right approach. And and like you said, Jake, last year it looks like he f- figured some things out. This is another guy. Yeah, I, I definitely want to see how he does the whole, there's a book on you now. Pitchers are going to make adjustments. What's your adjustment? What's your chest move going to be? Like, is he going to have to you know, be more aggressive early? Is he going to have to work counts more? Is he going to have to use the 
you know, opposite field a little more. It's going to be up to him to see how the pitchers approach him this year over a full 162. But he definitely has the ability. He's a California guy, so you know I love mm. that. And he's surrounded by a bunch of good, young, talented hitters that and, – and I'm not saying he's like doesn't want them to perform, but there's a little bit of competition with all oh, these yeah. guys there, man. Like All these guys are trying to establish themselves and make money. You got Bo Bichette. He's the flashy one. Vlad Guerrero – Junior gets all the headlines. You got Kevin Biggio, who, you know, is another one of those guys that gets a lot of headlines. Rowdy, to, you know, he's kind of put on the back burner, and that drives you, that fuels you. So if he uses that the, the correct way, what I, if I'm Rowdy, the way I'm thinking about it is, hey, you guys all do really well, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drive all of you in. Like, go get on base, go do your thing, and I'm going to be the one that reaps all the benefits and, and drives you in. So I dig it. I, I'm, I'm curious to see the approach this year. Is he full bald now? I know he I was. I know so. he was battling the hair for a while now. Yeah. Um, you know, there was there's some some pictures that weren't fun for mm. a little bit, and then I think he shaved it off and went full bald, which I mean is just like a menacing look. Yeah. So I, I hope he stays full bald. I'm a bald D H Rowdy Telez guy. Like yeah. That. How do you get your nickname to be your name? Like his he would, name is Ryan John. He kicked a lot when in the womb. So like he had they were calling yeah, but, him Rowdy before he was even born. That's great. Like I I would love if I don't really have a nickname, mm. but if like my if I had a cool nickname like Rowdy and like people just started to call me that, like he doesn't have to like when he introduces himself, he doesn't say I'm Ryan John. He says I'm Rowdy, right? You never know. It's probably a battle for him. My sister is a nickname person who goes by a nickname that's very odd and weird, and we moved every three years, so it's a, it a battle for her to be like, actually, people call me Ritzy. They're like, what? Mm. Or, or I'm sure Rowdy deals with people being like, I can't believe your parents named me Rowdy, and he has to be like, no, they didn't. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, My sister's like, He seems your like parents his parents named, named him Rowdy. It fits him. It fits. That's, that's like why it works. If it didn't fit him so much, it wouldn't have stuck. And Rowdy Telez is going to be a great, like, know how if we said 90s baseball names right now, I'd be grunting and groaning like, oh, Mark Groot's Atlantic. I love that. Like, Rowdy Telez in 20 years is going to be a name that we're like, oh, baseball guy. Um, and, yeah, man, I just, I you know, this guy's played a little over a full season of Major League Baseball, 169 games. Nice BBD. Uh, a 111 OPS plus, a 797 OPS, and that's with, like, figuring it out, I think. So I, I think if you do those over, you know, 130 games, you could be looking at a 30-homer Rowdy Telez. Okay. okay. I'm in on it. I'm going to be watching him very closely this year. Hot. Where's he going to be in that lineup? So that's the crazy thing. I um I think he finds a way to sneak up a little bit. I think they try to do some balance stuff. They can do so many things. You can do different things with Cavan and is Simeon MVP Simeon or is he, you know, a seven eighty OPS Simeon? I, I don't know, man, but that's that's the other I think expectations thing. I think Rowdy starts low and then I think as injuries and stuff happens, I think he works his way up. Is anyone battling him in the DH spot? Is anyone taking at bats? Like, is they got Grichik as kind of the bonus outfielder right now, but Telez has the good lefty split. Um, so I don't know. You you wonder how injuries and rest days come up, but I I think Rowdy's 
Rowdy's got a spot. He batted all over last year. Seven times in the three-hole, four times in the four-hole, eight times in the five-hole, five times in the six-hole, four times in the eight-hole. So pretty even split. Rowdy. It's a great name. Like if they ever get to a chant where the cha- uh, they ever get to a point where they can Rowdy. chant his name, Rowdy, oh, Rowdy, Rowdy, Rowdy. Sounds like Rudy, which makes it a little bit in our heads click. Yeah, he can be channel. the Canadian Rudy. Where's Rowdy from? Hey, Rowdy, Rowdy, Rowdy. Elk Grove, Northern California. Hell yeah, NorCal. What of it? Lifted trucks. It looks. Smoking blunts. Yeah, Rowdy's one of those guys that's like praying that during the CBA they say universal DH. Extend his career. It's happening. Hates being in the field. <laughs> All right. That's that's what we got. Those are our six guys. Uh again, we didn't want to do the ones that you can find on like every article. So if you want if you want the guys that like if you're if you're not a, a diehard baseball fan what? and you listen to us to get all your information, uh, I love you. No but, Luis Ro- Robert. Yeah, like uh, Luis Robert. Robert was uh, high on a lot of lists. There's a lot of guys out there that I was just like, Gavin yeah, Lux Franco. is like the top prospect. Yeah, yeah Gavin Lux was on every list. Um, Wander was on some lists. Yeah. Nate Pearson was on every uh, yeah, list. Yeah, on Mackenzie the top Gore. of every list. Mackenzie Gear was on every list. Yeah, yeah. So Dylan Carlson was on a lot of lists. I almost went with him too. I, I thought I you were going to go with him. I hope he's awesome. I thought you were going to go with him. Because like, he take? would be the switch hitter that would change the whole dynamic of that team. I almost went Harry Bader. I got lost baiting. You like Harry Bader? I do. You I just love Harry Bader. I think defensively he plays either way, and I think he figured out I'm just going to swing big. Mm-hmm. So I think he's going to be a. 25 homer, the OPS is okay, and he's just going to cover terrain in the outfield. Yeah, you're not a Harry Bader, though, thanks to Manscaped. No. You keep it fresh. Yeah, I did. Oh, oh. No. 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 Oh, no. Oh, no. I, th- I thought you were doing it. That Key West trim. Tight. Uh, all right, thank you guys very much for tuning in. As always, I we are all going on vacation this weekend. Yeah. We're actually all, well, I don't know if you're flying, Trev. Jake and I are flying out, out today. I'm not. We're gone as soon as this episode's over, which is in about five seconds. So we're all we all will enjoy our vacations because pretty soon weekends are just not a thing for us anymore. BBD's not going on vacation, so follow him on Twitter. How about that? Yeah. You like that, BBD? I'll hook you up. In kind of a race. So. I'll hook you up. At big baby Davis underscore. <laughs> One letter is different. You figure it out. Code. Escape the room. Yeah. Uh. Jake Socks.